Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again in which we are raised to the life of your kingdom. Amen. Previously in the Gospel according to John, Mary Magdalene had come to the tomb where they had buried Jesus. The stone that should have blocked the entrance had been rolled away, and people were able to enter the tomb. Mary, thinking grave robbers, called for Peter and the beloved disciple, and they came running. They looked around, even went into the tomb, and then they went home. Mary stayed weeping and encountered a man she thought was the gardener. When he called her by name, she knew it was Jesus, and she called him Rabuni, teacher. He told her to go to the other disciples, which she did, saying, I have seen the Lord. However, as we see in today's gospel, they didn't believe her. That same day found them huddled behind closed doors because they were afraid, afraid that what had happened to Jesus might happen to them. At the same time, having just lost the man they hoped was the Messiah, who had led and taught them for close to three years, they were also shocked, mourning, and lost because they didn't know what to do next. Into that gathering of disciples, men and women, appeared Jesus. He saw their grief and distress and showed them his hand and his side to prove he was not a ghost, but the same man they had known and who was crucified. Then they believed. And just as an aside, that same scenario plays out with Thomas, who had missed the first gathering. He was there looking for proof of the fantastical tale the others were telling. Now, Jesus gave them three gifts. The first thing he said to them was, peace be with you, shalom. Now, I've known that word forever, thought I knew what it meant, but just for fun, I googled it. And I found it carries a myriad of meanings. It can be hello, goodbye, peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, safety, prosperity, welfare, tranquility, and probably a few more things. In the book, Not the Way It's Supposed to Be, Cornelius Plantingus says, the webbing together of God, humans, and all creation in justice, fulfillment, and delight is what the Hebrew prophets call shalom. Shalom means universal flourishing and wholeness. Shalom, in other words, is the way things ought to be. So Jesus' first gift to the disciples was more than just hello. Rather, it was shalom, the gift of peace that eased their sorrow replaced their mourning with joy, and freed them from the debilitating fear that kept them in a locked room. The gift of peace promised a new day when all was right with the world.
The second thing he said to them was, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. This was to be their purpose in life. These people gathered here were the ones who most closely saw Jesus in his earthly ministry. They saw him preaching and healing. They were in the temple when he confronted the religious authorities and overthrew the temples, the tables of the money changers. They were there when Jesus ate with sinners, talked to a Samaritan woman, and told stories and parables about the revolutionary reversal that is the kingdom of God. Now that ministry was theirs. Those actions and teachings, everything Jesus had done, including having the courage to live on God's terms, even to the death, was to continue because of their actions and teachings and courage, even to the death. And that is to be the purpose of their lives. Then Jesus breathed on them, like God breathed life into the first human being, or like Ezekiel prophesying the word of God breathed new life into the valley of dry bones. So Jesus breathed on them and gave his third gift, the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're into alliteration and want the third gift to start with the letter P, there is another word for the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. Specifically, it is used for the Holy Spirit as advocate, comforter, supporter, and helper. Jesus breathed on the disciples and gave them the paraclete, the guide and helper that would make it possible for them to fulfill their purpose, to do the work God sent Jesus to do and that he had now passed on to them. Gail O'Day puts it this way, those who believe in Jesus receive new life as children of God and the Holy Spirit is the breath that sustains that new life. The disciples had had their lives changed by the presence of Jesus. Seeing him, they believed, and so they received the paraclete to enable them to live their new life with God. So in this first appearance to the gathered disciples, Jesus gave them what they needed most, peace to remove the fear and grief that was paralyzing them, purpose to do the work of God, the work that Jesus was now sending them to do, to live a life of love, service, and acceptance that would make Jesus known to all the world. And the paraclete, the guide and supporter who would inspire, direct, and sustain them in their new life of believers in the risen Christ with all that that means. And there was one more thing he said. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. That, my friends, is you and me. We as a community of faith are blessed with those same three gifts that Jesus gave his disciples and with the same commission. Amen. <laughs>